0: Well, good, happy spring morning. It is coming. Spring is on its way. Beautiful to see you guys here today on this lovely day. We're looking forward to being outside and getting some vitamin D today. Um, hey, as you see, we're, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, taking a, a course off of a break from our Mark series this morning. Uh, but before we jump into that, um, as Daniel, thank you so much for sharing uh, the updates of last week. As you said, we had our annual business meeting last week. And uh, you can find on our giving page, you can find the entire document that shares last year's uh, financial review for everybody that's like uh, we're open and let everybody see that. So thank you for that. Also, just wanna let you know that um, you guys uh, put forth their names and they were confirmed is that Daniel has come on, on, on our board and as well as David Rojas uh, who oversees our Spanish church. So, uh, so thankful for that uh, and those new leaders there. And then... Um, also, just in tie, Daniel felt weird making his own announcement, but in this time, even though he's coming on the board, we uh, have Daniel, he's already been volunteering for a while here in the office, um, and he's coming on as our... Uh, interim executive pastor to kind of make sure things aren't falling through the cracks in this time, and he's been amazing. Daniel does so much; he takes all of the visionary, crazy, rambling ideas in my mind as in I say them, he puts them on the whiteboard and turns them into a document that other people can follow. He's incredible. So that was one reason to say, yeah, he was a good fit. That was one, but then we found out that his dad was once a WWE wrestler, and we're like, what? And then we found out that Daniel Knott won the MTV breakdancing contest back in, I don't know, when was that, 82 or something? So um, then it was like, well, clearly you have to come and join us, those are the better things on your resume right there. So uh, welcome to Daniel for (laughs) all the awesome things that he adds to our community here. Um, And uh, so just in in continuation of, man, have you ever had one of those weeks that just uh, goes a bit different than you planned, right? Things are going one direction, and then uh, you you get some news. Even just today, going off course, and today I'm going to speak more of my heart, so it's probably not going to be the most fine-tuned three-point message that you're used to getting. I'm just going to kind of share more of what's been going on. Um, as you we said, we, we've kind of had this this targeted, uh, as, you, as you're following God, it's like you just start, Jesus says go, and you start taking steps, and, and you follow, and, and some moments it's like, boom, he's confirming, He's he's making it clear, he's opening up every door, oh my gosh, God is with me, how can I fail? And then the next week it's like, oh yeah, this is walk by faith and not by sight. You know, and many times, even as believers, even as pastors, even as uh, people that are following God, calling me I can go, okay, well, if God didn't do that, does that mean I'm supposed to do this? What about the peace of God? And we can talk ourselves out of really quickly what God has placed in our heart the moment there comes some opposition and comes some challenge. But we forget that we are in a, a spiritual War, that we are, we, are, we are wrestling not with flesh, and but with powers and principalities. So I don't know if you've ever had uh, one of those weeks where it's, so, so when we tie that up first, is that, so through this, our, our transition, we're selling our house here and not finding a house where we're going to, to go start this new church, and that's been a bit more complex, so... Um, through talking with the board, guess what? You guys are gonna have to put up with us a little bit longer. We are extending, our, uh, April 11th is not our last <laughs> Sunday here. We are gonna be here uh, in into May and stuff, so really looking forward to that time uh, of being with you guys, and I think that's all just God-fitting and stuff. But man, have you ever had one of those things, weeks where like you feel like you see God's faithfulness everywhere in your life, and the next week, the next day, the next hour... You're going, okay, God, where are you? You ever feel like there's a war going on in your mind? One moment you are totally confident, trusting in the faithfulness of God, and the next moment you're like, God, are you sure you are in control? Because God, I know that you're in control. I know that you're above it all, and I know that we sing these songs that you reign above it all, but man, can I just take control for a moment? Because even though you're better at being God, I think sometimes in my head that I would be good at being God. Anybody ever been there, right? Everybody been there. These moments of like God, I, I, and then one moment you're full of faith, and the next moment you you can even come to a place of crippling insecurity and paralyzed, like by the by the fear of of stepping out and trusting God. So so, this has been just my my journey this week, and talking with some of you and talking with some other friends, and the uh, people say a lot of times, "I mean." Whenever you're going through stuff, you don't, you don't really seem to carry it. Like, you just have this peace. You just kind of walk through it. You don't get thrown off by that. And, and I, I really gave that some thought of like, okay, yes, I, I do, but, but why is it that I respond differently? And, and, and I just want to just kind of open up to my heart and my life of like, what, what do I do when I don't know what to do? What, you know, we talked about this this summer. What do I do when I don't know what to do? Because guess what? I don't have all the answers. Right? Yet men, we have a hard time with that, and this is what this is honestly what I do when things that are beyond me, beyond my capability, beyond my understanding, beyond me being able to play the perfect game of chess to get ahead in life. I simply come to God. I usually put on my favorite worship album, and it's usually an older one because it's one that, like, I knew God. This is when I was close to God one other time when he spoke to these songs, and I, and I quiet myself, and I go, and I go God, I, and I just get honest. God, I don't have the answers. I don't have the power to fix this. God, if I'm honest, I don't even have a clue. I really don't have a clue of, of what to do. But God, I, I'm going to continue and trust and believe, and my eyes are on you. I'm looking towards heaven. I'm reminding myself of who I said you are in the good times. I'm reminding myself of like other times in my life that when I didn't know what to do and I trusted you, that you worked it out for my good. I remember God. That's sometimes those worship songs going back to those prayer times and remembering what God has done. I come to this place, and, I, and honestly, this is the most humbling part, and it's the most freeing part, it's the most beautiful part, is I come to this place of like, I boast in my condition. I boast in my condition, as, as Paul says it, <laughs> in different words I'd say, God, you're the God, and I'm the man. Just simply that, like if we could really get to a place that we boast in that condition, that I am not God. And I don't have to be God. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to. But, but guess what? My ears are still tuned towards heaven. Because even in the moments when we don't know what to do, he continues to speak. That his ways are still better. That he still rules and rules and reigns over my life. And so that's kind of what I do. And some of you go... That's just way too simple, Damon. You don't know the complexities. must be nice to be a pastor, and you just read and pray all day, and you don't know the situation I face, all right? So I get that, but I'm just here to, that's my intro of like bringing you there because that has been my response, even in a time of unknown, is that, and it's this they were here, most, most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind, and that's why we're winning the war in our mind. That's so where we're calling us today. I'm going off, going off script over here. Because most of our battles are won in the mind, of our mindset, of how we go into things. And the more we study scripture, and the more we study science, and, and uh, neuroscience, and the power of our thoughts, and the power of what we think, most battles are won here in our mind. And so we need to, and this is what we've been talking about on our Tuesday Night Men's Group, we need to equip our mind before going into the battle. And so often we wanna start equipping our mind the moment we're in the battle. We need to equip our mind before going into the battle. Because listen, we connect it together of like, why do you act so irrational sometimes? Like we have this vision of where we want to be, of what we want the outcome to be. We can have this vision of, man, I want a beautiful marriage and I want to be good with my finances. I want my kids to love me and I have this awesome vision but we react and we do the opposite of what we want because we allow our minds to go there. So statement right here, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Your mind is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. We tend to think of, We see this both in science and in scripture because God made science. God made our minds. And we see that actually a lot of problems that people face in yourself that you face and people you know and love is that the problems, with whether it's relational, whether it's addictions, whether it's eating disorders, whether it's some kind of form of anxiety and worry and toxic thinking, it starts in our mind, of where we are setting our mind. Proverbs says it this way. Proverbs 7:23:7 7, 7 says, For as a man thinks, so he is in his heart. As a man thinks, as he thinks in his heart, so he is. So often our lives are a reflection of our thoughts. What we think determines what we become. If we get up and we tell ourselves, we could never do this. Well, you know, I won't be able to do that. That's impossible for me. I don't have what it takes. If you think you can't, you probably won't. But if you think, you know what, this is hard. This is challenging. This is going to take some work by the grace of God and with grace power, God's power inside of me, you probably will. If, if you just dwell on the problems, the, this, the, the world is bad. It's getting worse. It's, 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 you could you find yourself being overwhelmed. But instead if you start to go okay there's problems okay let's work let's pray let's ask for some solutions let's let's have some faith and the faith rises up within you if you feel like you are always the victim guess what you will become the victim if you're always thinking that way no instead you go no i can overcome by the power of Christ because Christ overcame this world i can overcome i am not a victim Many cases, our lives are a reflection of the thoughts we think, and so here's what happens is is like we get the wires crossed in our in our mind in our brains. Let me give you an example a few weeks ago. Uh, I was bold enough and brave enough to and know enough that I played uh, electrician at my house. I had to change out uh, the, the a, an old plug for a GCFI, right? One of those ones up there by the, by the washer. And so I used it. I like, had my cable. I had my new plug and all this stuff. And I, I used it for a moment of like, okay, I'm going to teach my boys some things. Because they got to know one day how to fix some stuff. So I said, all right, guys, we're going to change the plug. What's the first thing that we do? Well, we, we take the cover off. No, that's not the first thing you do. What's the first thing you do? You kill the power because we've all gotten a good shock sometimes from not killing the power when we're changing things out. So I unwind it. I, I take a picture. I'm like, look, so this cable's coming to this side, and we're going to just replace it the same way, okay? And, and so I undo the cables and do all this and put it all in there. I'm like, look, boys, this is how you do it. You put the cables in there. Get rid of this old one. Okay, let's go turn the power on and see. Nothing. Oh man, maybe they're not tight enough. Maybe I didn't tighten the screws enough. Open it back up, redo them, tighten it up again. Okay, put it all back in, flip it on again. Nothing. Got so frustrated what was supposed to be a 10-minute look at dad. He's a hero, knows how to fix things. Turns into 30 minutes and me FaceTiming my friend and going, what is wrong? What did I do wrong? I, I took the cables off, put them on the new one. And he said, your wires are crossed. The new ones, he said, black goes on gold. White goes on silver. That's not how it was with the old one. Now the new one's, it's like, it's, I was hitting, he's like, listen. <laughs> She's like, forever remember that. That, that, that white goes on silver. And so we changed it up and did it and voila, it's working, it's going. And so I'm, I'm going, so what, what is happening is we added a new outlet. We added a pretty new plug, a new plug, but it had no power. It was not functioning right because the wires were crossed. The wires were crossed. With Christ Jesus, he makes us new. He seats us in heavenly places. He gives us this free gift of salvation. But often from our life experiences, from our ways of thinking, our wires are crossed. We've been thinking the wrong way. We've been thinking, so we've got this power. We've got this new identity in Christ. But we still are not renewed in our mind. We're not renewed in the pathway that God has us to go. This is what brain does. This is what the brain does. So our, our brains, we, we come to this place of that we make assumptions and we make, we make conclusions and we, we come to conclusions and we get our perspectives and all of this stuff. Why every time that you think a thought, you're creating a new pattern. You, every time you think a thought and you come to a conclusion, you're going to think that way again. So you're making these these pathways, these these ways that the wires are going, these new pathways. And every experience you have, everything like that, you're you're writing, you're programming your brain to go that way. And so you have to create these new pathways in your mind. Because like, so, so once we think a thought, it's that much easier to think that thought again. Once you think positive thoughts, you start to think more positive thoughts. Once you think more negative thoughts, you think that way. All right, you think about if, if, if I'm in my front yard and, uh, and I make a path to my mailbox every single day and I walk the same path for 100 days, guess what? I'm going to make a trail. I'm going to kill all the grass in my front yard if I'm walking that way. And by habit, every time I walk out to go to the mail, I'm going to walk down that path that I've always walked down, right? So that's that, that, but if I stop walking down that path, if I stop walking, what happens? The grass grows back. And it's not, it's not as not as not as deliberate to walk that same way, the same way with our minds, when we are always walking and coming to the same conclusions and the same assumptions every time that we think. We have to stop those. We have to change those ways. We have to stop that default way of thinking because, I mean, every single time, it's from the very, from we're babies, right? From we're babies, we find out that like, oh, if someone says, gives you a ooh, ooh, and like makes faces at you, like you give a smile and you get all the attention from someone and the baby gets all excited and like, and then oh, smiling is good. And if the baby wants a sweet and they say, no, no sweet right now. And the baby cries and then the baby gets the sweet. The baby goes, oh, crying gets me what I want, right? We've created a pathway in the baby's mind that if if I cry, I get what I want. And we do the same things with our minds is that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. If I'm walking down this path, if I'm thinking this way, if I'm viewing the world this way, I'm gonna always walk this way. And so I, it's going in that direction. And this is amazing news. This is incredible news. When we know the truth of God's word, when we know who God has made us, when we understand that, man, when we, have, we are viewing things right, and our, and our life is moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, that's really bad news when we're believing lies. When we've fallen for the deception, because we've got a pattern and we've got the, we've got our wiring is crossed over. We've got to wire it up right, because God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given it to us. We just, we've been, we've been going down the wrong path. This is this idea of renewing our mind. So what do we do? We have to renew our mind. We have to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We have to make those, those thoughts captive. Because the mind is a battlefield. And many battles in your marriage, in your relationship, in your job situation, in your view of the world, in the view of your finances, in the view of your health, many of it is fought in the mind. But who's ready for some good news? The good news is God's word, God has power, God has authority that we sang about today to transform our minds. So look with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm gonna start in verse three, and it says this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish Strongholds. To demolish strongholds, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, making it obedient to Christ. Love that word. that, that that word right there says that we have divine power. Greek word there is dunamis, explosive, miraculous, power of God. This is where we get the word dynamite, dynamite, right? Like we got dynamite to demolish strongholds, to destroy, to obliterate, to explode strongholds. Now, what is a stronghold? Stronghold is not something that we use every single day, which again, I shifted gears on my message this week, and David, led by the Holy Spirit, just sang two songs this morning about strongholds. He didn't even know which direction I was going. I'm going mean, to give him the passage I was preaching on. We were supposed to be in Mark and went a different direction. How amazing is that, that Holy Spirit is already setting up our hearts and minds for demolishing strongholds today, right? So a stronghold is a fortress typically, in this Bible times like this, it's this. It's like you've got a city with the walls. And then inside the city is this, this other area that's usually 20 feet walls, thick walls where they would hold, uh, sometimes the, the leaders of the military would be in there so they are safe, and or the king, so they're not killed or destroyed. And then, or they would put the, they're captured enemies in there. As another attacking force came in to try to get those prisoners free, they put them inside the inner court so they could not get them out in these deep, deep walls. And so the devil, your spiritual enemy and his demons, they want to attack your mind and fill you with deception to make strongholds in your life. Because we know over and over, we talk about here, that the devil is the father of lies. That's what he does. He deceives, he tricks, he fools people, and he gets us to believe the wrong things about us. And it happens in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it's by careless words from people that said it to you. Maybe someone that had influence, someone that was a, a parent, someone that was a, a friend, someone that was a lover that said something to you and, and, and careless words were set there and it started a stronghold in your life. Other times it's just simple thoughts of your own, how you view yourself and the enemy himself coming and lying, these voices in your head. And he wants to put you in the stronghold because in that stronghold, you, you forget the call of God. You forget your identity that God gives you. You become a prisoner to the deception. You start shaping your thinking and your thoughts through his lies. So you're standing there and he starts like, whoa, oh, okay, let's just, here's one wall. You can't trust people. You, you can't trust people. You'll, you'll, and then he turns around, you'll never succeed. You're always going to be broke. You're never going to have a good marriage. You, you, God doesn't hear your prayers. God doesn't care about who you are and what you're doing. You're, you're never going to make a difference. You can't really succeed. And then all you're listening to all these and then you have no way out. Because everywhere that you go to move, he has li- put lies around you entrapping you in this stronghold. It's a pattern of thinking that we block our minds in there we have the wires crossed. We are thinking wrongly. So how do we demolish them? It says right here, it says, we demolish the arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So we demolish them. We demolish these thoughts that come against with the, and make them obedient to Christ. So we're gonna talk, I'm gonna come back to that in a minute of how we do that. But I'm not sure if everybody's quite getting the fact and the reality that we have strongholds in our lives, that we have ways that we are viewing the world, the way that we think, that, oh, I'm just made this way. It's my Enneagram. It's my personality profile. And we, we make excuses. But I want to see. We're going to do a thought audit. I want you to think for a minute about what you think about. We're gonna think about how you think. We're gonna look at three different categories and I want you to be honest, you can take a picture of them and maybe with your app circle which number you think you fall on or, or put them on your notes on your phone. But this first one here is your thought audit. In the scale, one to 10, are you worried or peaceful? Are you worried or peaceful? Do you wake up in the morning and does your mind drift towards fear? What could go wrong? I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about the finances. I'm, I'm checking my account every day to see if that stimulus check sh- showed up yet, right? I'm, I'm, worried about, I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about the state of the world. I'm worried about the direction the world is heading in. And the country is in chaos. Is that where you find yourself, like in, in that place of work? Or do you find yourself characterized, even when things are bad, even when things are complicated, even when things are unknown, that you recognize that there's a peace beyond it all? Do you see that there's, there's a peace that, that you can still sense God's presence? You can still sense his goodness and his spirit with you, even if things are not going the way you want? Even if the world does not seem to be moving in a direction that you think it should be going in? So how would you characterize yourself? Are you... Do you have? Do you lean into more worried thoughts or more peaceful thoughts? Be honest, because we have to be honest with where we're at, so God can work and move in it. Second one: Are you positive or negative? Do, you, do, you drift, do your thoughts drift towards negative thoughts in the morning? Negative thoughts? Do you drift to, or do you drift towards positive? Right? Do you wake up just like kind of negative, of like assuming the worst is ahead of you the day it begins? You right? Are you just believing that it's negative like, or do you believe the best? Do you get up and go? Oh, it's gonna be such a hard day. I got so much to do. Not enough time. Not enough of me to go around. There's just not enough. There's not enough hours in the day to accomplish all that I need to do. And everybody wants a piece of me. And the world's going to hell in a handbasket, whatever that means, right? Or like, or do you have a, a positive faith? Say, Amen. Yeah, it's a hard day. Wow, my calendar is full today. But, but, but because of Christ, if he has overcome the world, I can overcome today. Because of the difficulties, I thank God that he's working all things together for my good. Even when I don't see it, I'm going to believe it, that he is working out things according to his purposes. And I don't want you just to give the church answer. I want you to be honest. Are, are, do you lean towards negativity? Or are you positive? Number three, third category, are you worldly or eternity? Do you, have, are, do, you have, like, do you think worldly or eternity? When you think about how you think about the world and all this thing today, like are you just thinking about the temporary? Are you just thinking about the here and now or does your mind actually drift towards eternity till forever? Are my thoughts continually consumed with where I'm gonna live, what I'm gonna drive, what I'm gonna wear, how much money's in the bank and and, and all of the things that are just temporary or does my mind drift towards things that are eternal that God has given me this life to invest in his purposes and his call to invest in others to use it for that and to make a difference because when everything else is gone when everything else that burns away that I have eternity to look forward to when everything else is gone I want you to think about those things And listen, what happens is we trick ourselves right away. It's like, well, it would be easy to be positive if I had a positive spouse. Oh, it would be easy to not be so negative if my boss wasn't such a jerk. Oh, it would be easy to to not be consumed with the things of this world if I had something more things in this world. It would be easy, right? It would be easier to not be the person that I am if I had more you know it and the fact is it doesn't matter what you have how much you have or where you live or whatever is that some of the most people that seem like they have the most are the most miserable Mo' money more problems right all right is that is that what some great poet said right and like they, there's more things to worry about there's more things to focus on there's more things that like oh i could lose and so we can think oh but but the honest thing is you can you cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mindset. You just, it just doesn't go together, right? They don't, you, you, the positive and negative, putting them together doesn't do anything, right? Our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And so if your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? If they're moving that direction, are you excited about the destination ahead of you? <laughs> because we can think, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just thinking this and I'm just but I but I have my good intentions. I have good good thoughts. No. Because so we have these these. These neural pathways in our our mind that just kind of lead us here. And God wants to replace those lies and replace your mind with the spiritual truth. And he wants to renew your mind. And we can win the war in our mind by changing the way we think and inviting God to rewire our mind salvation is free he has given it to us as a gift now he wants us to partner with him in this renewing of our mind that we've got to to work with him of like oh, I'm going to start thinking different I'm going to start demolishing the strongholds and making them obedient to Christ this is not just positive thinking this is not just like I'm just going to think different I'm just going to think different this is not just about oh what I'm going to think it's about what you pour into your mind what you set your mind on, how you trained your mind. You've been thinking on the wrong things, you gotta start putting the right things in there. So I didn't get this on the screen because it just changed this yesterday morning. Is the Apostle Paul who wrote Corinthians that we just read? He also wrote the book of Philippians, Philippians, and he's writing this from a Roman prison. Locked up, arrested for preaching Jesus. Not an ideal situation. Very terrifying, in fact. Awaiting possibly his execution. And this is like the worst case scenario. He's in a terrible situation. Worst case scenario. And this is what he says. This is what he writes. And, and if you got your Bible app, Philippians 4, 8, or write it down. I want to tell you what he does not say. Because I don't have it on the screen. What he did not say. <laughs> he didn't say, well, God let me down. He didn't say, well, I just can't go on with life anymore. He didn't say, no, it doesn't get any worse than this. He didn't just sit there and focus on all the things bad that had happened to him. No, he says this in verse 8, says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is praiseworthy, think about such things. He didn't just focus on all the things that he was facing, all the hardships, all the things there. He didn't, just, he didn't just fix his mind on worst case scenarios and how bad it can go and how afraid he was and how wrong this was and how he's been wronged and how they did not the, the, the court system didn't treat him right. No, he says, think about things that are pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, praiseworthy. Think on these things. I love how New King James says it this way. Find, dear brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on them. Hold on, wait a minute, Damien. Isn't meditating like, isn't that bad Eastern religion stuff? And we cross our legs and, woo, just gonna, right? Like, isn't that, isn't that, in the, in the church, have we thought meditation? Like, we've, we've let a wrong view of meditation cause us not to meditate. No, no, meditate, that, that can be it in this Eastern mindset of this other, this wrong way, but how do you meditate on scripture in a healthy way and the right kind of way? The simple definition of, med- of med- meditation is, to, to engage in the exercise of focusing one's thoughts it's to focus your thoughts meditating on whatever is pure whatever is holy whatever is admirable whatever is excellent we see this throughout God's word psalms 119:15 says this i meditate god on your precept and consider your ways i meditate god on you psalms 143 I meditate, God, on your works and consider what your hands have done. I meditate and look how beautiful you've made this world. Look at the creation. I always think it's amazing. That what, is, what is the homes that are the most valuable? The homes that are most valuable are the ones that are built in a place that you can see God's beautiful creation. Right? In the mountains. On the ocean. Along the Fox River here. Along the Chicago uh, the, uh, Whatever that one. Lake Michigan there. Like, whatever we can look out and see God's creation, we meditate on them. And so often we think, oh, meditation is about emptying my mind, and it's got to get to a place of just emptiness. No. True meditation that God calls us to is not about emptying yourself. Instead, it's about fixing my mind and filling my mind with the things of Christ. This isn't about emptying myself. This is about filling my mind with the truth of Christ. So here is three ways to stop toxic thoughts. We've got to prepare our minds so when the battle comes, we are ready for it. First thing that you want to do is, that's why I said we take that, we take that thought test. How do I think about it? Where, where, what am I thinking? You need to identify the lie that you are believing. Amen. You need to identify it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, there's 72 of them. Start with the strongest one, right? Start with the first one, the biggest one. Like don't we can't attack all, all 72 at one time, but let's start with the biggest one that you need to face today. What is that, that biggest mental stronghold holding you back? What has someone told you that you have believed? What is something you have told yourself? What is something you have read? What is something you've seen on the internet, in a TV show, whatever it is, whatever it is something that you have wrongly believed and you might even have repeated it to yourself for a hundred days. And so you have made a clear uh pathway in your brain of this is how you think right away. You might think, I'm never good enough. I'm never good enough. I don't deserve anything good because I'm not good enough. I'll always be broke. There's the haves and the have-nots, and I'm just one of the haves nots God's never going to use me. My past is too messed up, too, too many problems. I can't trust people around me. I'm always going to struggle with my weight. Never going to be able to have the job that's fulfilling into my life. My relationships are always going to be broken. I always find the psychos to date. all the lies that we believe, right? And we're left feeling helpless and worthless, and then we can feel like, well, what's, what life is pointless? You need to identify that stronghold. You need to name it because you cannot defeat what you do not define. You have to identify it and say, this is a stronghold in my life. This is a lie that I have been believing. And so now once you've identified that negative thought, use use people that love you. Use people that in your life to kind of speak it to you and point it out in your life. Those things that you have believing, let them point it out to you. And once you have identified it, now you need to identify it, now you need to make a new path. So what do you do? You replace that lie with the truth of God. That's number two. That's the second part. Replace those lies with the truth of God. You gotta name a truth that speaks to that stronghold in your life. Because you need truth to demolish strongholds. Why does truth matter? Because Jesus said it matters. John 8:32 says, Jesus said, For you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth sets you free. When you're, you're living in spiritual bondage and your life is based on a lie, you need the truth to set you free. Jesus has come. He has opened the gates of hell. He's broken the, the strongholds of the enemy and the door is open and you're just sitting in a, in a cage with the door open. Yes. All you have to do is walk out and by believing it, that you can be free and believing what he has said, Whatever strongholds are holding you prisoner in your mind, you demolish every argument. You, ex- you get the dynamite out, dynamite out and you destroy them. It says you take captive. That's what uh, Second Corinthians says. You take captive our thoughts. Take captive our thoughts. Whatever it is, we take captive. Again, this, this, this Greek term there for captive is actually to attack. You attack those wrongful thoughts. On Tuesday night, we've been going through the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 6, and we're talking about the spiritual armor that we wear, the the spiritual armor that we're given. We're given the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes prepared for the gospel of peace, right? And the readiness of peace. What is our defensive weapon? The sword of the spirit, the word of God. Not just our own positive thinking, the word of God is what destroys those and demolishes those mindsets so we get the word of God. The word of God is alive, breathing, powerful, and it's sharper than any double-edged sword, and it cuts through the lies of the enemy like that. When he takes us captive, we speak the word of God, and it sets us free from those strongholds. He's trying to use it to kill your faith. He's trying to use these lies, to the, these strongholds, to kill your faith, to kill your relationships, to kill your intimacy with your spouse, to kill your intimacy with God, to kill your, your trust of other people. And so you need to identify it. You need to say, "What? Well, that's what it is. And now, instead of making the same pathway that I always do, instead of going down the same pathway that I always go, i got to make a new pathway. I've got to make a new direction that I am going because, again, this is scripture. This is science. God made science, so we're not afraid of it, all right? And so it's this, 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 this mindset. we got to change it. Maybe thinking like, oh, I just can't get it all done. There's not enough hours in the day. I, I, I'm not good enough. I can't ever do this. I can't get it all done. And then you go, no. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When I am weak, he makes me strong. You start speaking to that. You may think, oh, I'm never, I'm never attractive. I'm not, I'm not going to ever attract anybody. I'm not good looking. I'm going to always look this way. No, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has made you the way that you are. He has given you life and breath to make a difference in this world. You may think like, oh, I'm always going to be miserable. I'm always going to be depressed. No, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, you start turning these things around, these lies that he says. That moment he tells you, oh, I'm, you're always going to be alone. You're always going to be alone. Nobody wants to be with you. No, my God is with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He is closer than a brother. My God is with me. Oh, you're, gonna, you're, you're the victim. Everybody's always taking advantage of you. You're just the victim. And you walk around with this victim mentality. No, no, no. God's word says, I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I am not a victim. And your life starts moving in the direction of your strongest Thought, your mind, your your life starts working and moving in that direction, and so you've got the you, you you've got to have this faith-filled life that God is now pouring inside of you with Scripture, and so now that we've gotten it, we're replacing. The lie with the truth of God. Then number three, you've got to train your mind with this truth. You've got to memorize these scriptures. You've got to post these scriptures. You've got to text them to your friends. You've got to, you've got to put them on your Facebook wall. You've got to put them on your mirror in your room. You've got to keep this in front of you so you do not forget it. You write it. You text it. You repeat it. And then it starts to change. It's not just because this is moving in our direction. It's not just in our head anymore. Now I start responding different. Now I start responding different. And now it leads to action. Because the pathways where our strongest thought leads the direction of our life. So now you start changing, and maybe maybe it has been your pattern of you come home from work after a long day, frustrated, annoyed, whatever it is, you come home, dinner's not on the table, the house isn't clean, the kid's homework isn't done, your spouse doesn't walk up to you and go, oh, baby, I can't wait for these kids to go to bed because we're going to have a night tonight, right? Like, that, that was whatever your expectation was of coming in. That was not what the reality was. So all of a sudden, you get ticked, you get bothered, you get upset, and you're just like, oh, you know what? You just, you just, you, you... Our old path was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna yell at my kids, I'm gonna yell at my wife, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be passively aggressive, I'm just gonna go to my room, I'm gonna I'm gonna veg out, I'm gonna just roll my eyes. No is we we've set our mind now, because again, we, do, <laughs> we end up doing, we know we want a happy life, we know we want a good marriage, we know we want the home to be good, so we're gonna start go, okay, I'm gonna go up. All right, not not what I thought. I'm gonna go give my spouse a hug. Wow. It was a long day. It was a long day. We're here. Yeah, it didn't go as expected. Take a moment, hug each other. Okay, now what do we gotta do? Okay, oh, we're we're, we're calling Chinese food in because it didn't go the way, okay. And even some of you, it's even more challenging because you don't go to work anymore. You're at work all day long because home is work and work is home and all these lines are crossed and it's just like, oh my gosh, did we even get dressed this week? Right? (laughs) And so you gotta change those ways that you feel. Other times it's like you, you feel bad about yourself and, and, and so you would let those those, those those strongholds and listen, I'm telling you, it's all connected. What you think in your mind leads to your path. Like you would, you would let, oh my gosh, nobody likes me, nobody wants with me instead of like, okay, no, no, no. I, my, my old pattern was I would sit here and I would sulk in that and I would just go to the freezer and I would talk about my problems with Ben and Jerry because they're the only ones that cared about me. And then by the end of the night, all of Ben and Jerry's was gone and then you felt horrible for eating all of that. So now you felt even more unattractive Instead, you're gonna reset your mind and go, okay, no, God is with me. He has plans for me. I am an overcomer, you're doing this. And it changes that direction. And you go, you know what? Typically I walk to the freezer, I'm gonna walk out the door and I'm gonna go for a walk around the block. I'm gonna start changing your mind. You get some fresh air, you get, you get outside and you create a new path. Maybe your path has always been, I've got to veg out, I've got to sit and scroll through Instagram and Facebook for 30 minutes and stuff. You know? Instead of maybe, maybe, that, maybe your first app you go to is the Bible app and you read a verse or two and you get encouraged that way instead of sitting there and scrolling of what all is going on. So it's you start forging new pathways of how you think and how you respond and how you act. And so often we think we'll do it when we're in the battle. We'll think we'll do it when when the hard times are hard. But the truth of the matter is you gotta start shifting and changing the way you're doing it now before the battle comes, before you're in the mix of it. You gotta start thinking this way so that when the hard times come, you're not shaken on your faith. So many Christians are shaken the moment that life gets complex. Are we reading the same Bible? There was a lot of complexities that they faced. So you guys stand with me. We're gonna sing one more time. But I just wanna pray over us that God would renew. as we we're singing these songs this morning of breaking down strongholds and His authority. One word from you. One word from God, one word in His presence. So Lord Jesus, I pray right now for every mind in this room where the wires have been crossed. Lord, where they have been thinking wrongly. God, it has been a lifetime of the wrong pathway and they've come to the wrong conclusions and the wrong assumptions and they've thought the wrong way. And God, you have given them a new mind in Christ. Now Lord, rewire that thinking. Lord, fill them with your truth. Lord, do what only you can do and give us the the ability, Lord, to do the work of rewiring our mind, Lord Jesus. And Lord, change our thinking, change the way. See, Lord, that our, God, you are our savior. You have forgiven my sins. You have made me new. You have filled me with your spirit. You have filled me with trust and faith in you. And Lord, now, even when I don't know what's gonna happen, even when I don't know what's going on, I continue to trust you because you're all I have anyway. You're the only one I have, Lord. So God, I boast in my condition that you are God and I am the man, and I completely, fully trust in you. Take my life, do what you want with it, lead it, guide it in your ways and where you want it to go. Now, Lord, in your name, in your authority, set us free. Lord, I pray that strongholds in people's lives Lord, that greatest stronghold that are holding people back today, the lies that they have believed for far too long would come down today by the power of Jesus' name that breaks down every wall and sets us free. In Jesus' name. Sing this song with authority. Sing it with spirit, sing it believing that God is going to set us free this morning.